Perception. Welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two friends with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of their favorite shows in the hopes of making the other person have an epiphany and start to watch something they normally wouldn't watch. My name is Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoon shows. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live-action dramas. And this week, I made Jesse watch technically the first two episodes, the, the two-parter pilot of Shira and the Princesses of Power, which is the full title because there was another Shira in the 80s that was a different Shira. I mean, I guess it's technically a remake or not. Yeah, it's, it's technically a reboot of yeah. the 1980s Shira cartoon that was part of the like He-Man universe. I knew it. I like wasn't sure, but like the name Shira, I was like, Shira uh-huh. is Shira just like the female version of He-Man? I was Literally. like, this feels like the same thing. I'm pretty sure that in the original 80s cartoon, I've never watched them, but I'm pretty sure He-Man and Shira are like long lost twins. Oh. And then they like meet, but there was like a He-Man cartoon and a Shira cartoon, and then they would like cross over. I can see that. Yeah. He-Man does not appear in this show. <laughs> That'd be so, so weird, honestly. Maybe Adora has a secret twin that she doesn't know about that just never comes up. <laughs> well, if you don't know about him, how would he come up? Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Like, my secret twin never comes up, but I don't know if he exists, so. Anybody could have a secret twin that they don't know about. <laughs> exactly. But yes, it is a reboot of the 80s cartoon. Okay. And most of, probably not all, but most of the characters in this show mm-hmm. are from the 80s cartoon, but are very, like, revamped, like, very different. <laughs> but, like, the names and the gist of them are from the original. That makes sense. But yes, I kind of told you what I knew about this, but what did you know about this cartoon before you watched it? I knew that there were lesbians in it. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get my cultural, like, knowledge. I knew that there was a girl who was kind of a cat in it. Mm-hmm. I simultaneously am like, I wonder if they explain that. And I'm also like, well, there's also just straight up satyrs in this, so probably not. There's also a guy who's just a lizard man in their <laughs> little group. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair point. I don't know if this is right or if I'm, like, mixing this up with something else, mm-hmm. but for some reason, I feel like there's something about aliens or, like, the first ones are, like, aliens. There is, yeah, yes. Okay. We'll talk about it more with the, like, what do you think happens, but yes, this does end up turning into, like, some sci-fi alien stuff. Okay, I was like, I feel like aliens is a point, and I feel... <laughs> But I I mostly knew lesbians, aliens. I didn't know the He-Man thing until (laughs) I was watching it. And I was like, this has to have something to do with (laughs) He-Man. Or is, like, purposefully a parody of Mm He-Man. That did occur to me, too. Like, I Mm. did know it was a reboot of something else. But I was like, there were two things. It was like, either it is directly related to He-Man, or it's purposefully a female parody of He-Man, which would also be very funny. That would be very funny. I'm pretty sure when they did it in the 80s, it wasn't meant to be a parody, mm-hmm. but that would be very good. <laughs> <laughs> the name He-Man sounds like it's a parody of itself. It truly does. At least She-Ra, <laughs> it's not like she's like, She-Woman or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Like, She-Woman is dumb. She-Ra sounds like it could be a name. Yeah. 
You know, like, that could just be a name, but He-Man is, that's just... (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like, this is my pronoun. This is my, um... Gender, I guess? I guess? I guess? Adora's pronouns are she, her, and her gender is Ra. (laughs) Her gender is Ra, the god Ra. Yeah. Egyptian? I want to say Egyptian. I think, I think that's Egyptian. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? That's my gender too, Egyptian god. That's valid. I'm going to tell you right here, Egyptian gods don't come up in this show. (laughs) (laughs) At least not that I recall. Misleading. I bet you there are men in (laughs) He-Man. Probably at least one. Imagine if there was only one and that's why that's his name. That, you know, that would make sense. I mean, I'm pretty sure, for the most part, both in this show and in the original, Bo is, like, one of the only guys in this whole show. Good for him. Oh, and Hordak, I guess. We didn't meet Hordak, though, no, did didn't we? didn't meet him in this episode. But they talked about him. Yeah. He, like, runs the Fright Zone. He sounds like he's a whore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> His pronoun is whore, and his, <laughs> his gender, gender is, is dark. dark. <laughs> That's how every character in this show works. <laughs> Katra, Katra's pronouns are cat, and her gender is also raw. Yeah. Sure you go. Katra and She-Ra have the same gender. <laughs> Adora doesn't change genders when she changes into She-Ra. She just changes pronouns. Exactly. <laughs> wow, we cracked it. <laughs> our new conspiracy theory on that note do you want to summarize what actually happened in the first two episodes i would love to tell you what happened in these episodes i would love to hear it so it just starts very shiny and pink and then it zooms in and it zooms in into like a creepy wasteland which i actually liked a lot because when it started and it was so like shiny and pink and bubblegum i was like oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. <laughs> and then it was like, here's a wasteland. And I was like, we can do a wasteland. <laughs> it's just, just insight into how my brain works. It is a very fun transition, though. I do like that. Like, oh, it's the princess show. Here's a wasteland. <laughs> here's a wasteland. <laughs> like every princess show has. Mm-hmm. So we see Adora putting on gear and going through a bit of a training regimen. And then she lines up with all the other ca- cadets. To get into, like, a virtual mission. Um, And she's worried because Katra isn't there yet. But they're told that the plan is to go into the woods to defeat the Queen of the Princesses. Which, at this point, was really bothering me because that is, like, the most toddler-level name you could ever give a villain. (laughs) Like, the best part is... There, There is no actual person who is the queen of the princesses. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the name they gave for, I guess, this training thing. Or maybe they think there's one. I don't even know if they think there's one or if, like, because the show is very much like the horde is manipulating you. Mm-hmm. If the, the horde is trying to be like, there's a queen of the princesses. There's someone specific and evil we're trying to defeat. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, the truth is much more like we're committing genocide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very toddler level show. They commit genocide. Yeah. <laughs> it bothered me less as the show went on, but like, <laughs> when they just kept saying princesses at the start, I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I love how the show is like, yeah, princesses. And then, like, <laughs> It's just the, the, like, tonal 
difference between like princesses and like what's actually happening. Yeah. It's also like princesses are vicious, violent instigators, which actually would be way funnier if that was true. <laughs> like, it'd be so funny if princess was just this universe's word for someone who's like fucking insane and killing everyone. That would be great. I mean, some of the princesses are a little insane, but... <laughs> Good for them. They deserve it, honestly. Mm-hmm. So anyways, their little crew enters a simulation and a princess attacks and they're dodging all of these electric flames and Kyle gets hit and Kyle quote unquote dies. Kyle is fine. Uh, we never see Kyle again, so maybe Kyle's not fine, but we're led to believe he's fine. <laughs> what if Kyle actually died here? Well, they're all surrounding Kyle and being like, oh no, Kyle. And then they're ambushed by more princesses. And then Adora finds the queen and she beats the queen. And Catra shows up at the very end and she's not in the same uniform as anyone else, which I thought might be important, but isn't. No one ever mentions it. (laughs) I think she just didn't bother getting like geared up. I guess. But she never wears that outfit. That's true. She's just special. (laughs) Yeah, she just doesn't do it. Um, And Adora like falls through this hole. And Katra helps her up. Adora and Katra have this, like, very cute relationship where they're, like, I want to say frenemies, but I feel like frenemies gets the wrong point across because mm-hmm. they are friends. They just have one of those, like, very antagonistic friend relationships where you just kind of drag each other all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very good. They're very cute. Yeah, and while they're doing that in the locker room, the Shadow Weaver comes in to talk to Adora. And the Shadow Weaver is like a scary shadow monster, essentially. (laughs) And she's like, Adora, come walk with me. Uh, She walks with Adora, and the Shadow Weaver's like, I want you to be force captain and lead an army into Thamor, which is, like, a rebel outpost, I guess. I don't think outpost is the word they use, but... Yeah. Rebel camp or something. Yeah. Or fort... Rebel stronghold? Rebel stronghold sounds like maybe what they said. Mm-hmm. There was a point where I thought we were actually supposed to like who Adora is with at the start, and I thought it'd be a cool aesthetic choice if the, like, wasteland desolate crap was, like, who you were supposed to be rooting for over this bubblegum pink. I thought that'd be a cool aesthetic choice, but unfortunately that's not how this show goes. That would be very cool. Wouldn't it? <laughs> so Adora is like, okay, so my team's coming with me, and the Shadow Weaver's like, no, I'm not letting your team out into active duty. That would be stupid. But I'll give you the promotion. And we learned that Adora is an orphan, and she was raised by the Shadow Weaver to fight. And honestly, she's doing quite well. If her parent was a giant shadow monster, she seems fine. (laughs) Yeah, she's actually pretty well adjusted. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Uh, So then we cut to Princess Land, which you know immediately because it's, like, sparkly and shiny and pink. (laughs) Which is, like... From the idea that, like, literally both the Horde and the princesses call themselves the Rebellion, like, both agree princesses are the Rebellion, but they have this huge infrastructure and all of these buildings, like, that's not what a Rebellion is. It's fine, but, like, that's not what that, that's, okay, that's not it. The idea is that, like, the princess kingdoms and all that were there first. Yeah. And then the Horde is taking over... And then the Rebellion are, like, the people who are, like, directly fighting the Horde. 
But the rebellion implies that, like, the main government of the princesses would have, like, accepted the horde and then there's a rebel faction. Yeah. This is one of the things where at the end of this I was just trying to figure out the politics. (laughs) So anyways, Commander Glimmer is talking to... This queen who is like fairy wings, she's sitting in a throne. She's a queen. She's technically also a princess, but no one cares. And everybody's a princess. Exactly. Um, except for poor Bo. Poor Bo. He deserves to be a princess. He really does. Um, but anyways, Commander Glimmer is having this argument because she led this fight that she wasn't supposed to lead. She was just supposed to like chill and hang out. Uh, and then it turns out the woman she's talking to is her mom, and the fight gets very mother-daughtery very, very fast about, like, you're grounded, and you're embarrassing me, and it's like, I'm embarrassing you? You're embarrassing. Anyways, Glimmer is, gra- is grounded, and we cut back to Adora. So Adora is standing in, literally, I have no idea where, but it's very <laughs> industrial, and I think it's kind of outside... Yeah, somewhere in the fright zone. It's all. It's all just. It's all just industrial wasteland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much. Uh, and Catra leaps on her, and she's like, "Oh my god, what happened to the Shadow Weaver? Wait, you were promoted. Oh my god, we're going into active duty." And Adora's like, "No, only I'm going into active duty." <laughs> so Catra gets upset, and she runs up this tower, and that's why I think where they are is outside. Yeah, I think they're outside. Yeah, and Adora follows her, and they have this little heart-to-heart where Adora's like, I thought you didn't even want to be the, uh, whatever the title she was given was, Force force Captain. Captain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Kadra's like, well, no, but I do want to get out of the Fright Zone, which, fair enough, because it's like a literal nuclear wasteland. It looks (laughs) terrible. Yeah. It's also called the Fright Zone. (laughs) Yeah, it's also literally called the Fright Zone. Like... (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I like Adora. She's kind of stupid. She is. <laughs> but the, she she's kind of a little, little bit a little bit slow sometimes, but that's uh that's just who she is. Sometimes when you're raised by a shadow demon, you're not all there. Mm-hmm. You know, she hasn't had a lot of life experience. Uh, okay. So Adora steals a skiff and her and Katra go out. And they fight over the controls, and they get into the Whispering Woods, which is this little evil place. And Kadra's like, cool, let's keep going in. And they're still fighting over the controls, and Dora falls off the skiff and into the woods. So Dora wakes up, and she sees a sword that's covered in vines, and it's glowing, and it's very sword and stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as she touches it, she gets all these visions that are like, balance must be restored, Ethereum must seek a hero. And she immediately passes out. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up to Katra, like, shaking her awake, but there's no sword anymore. Then we cut to this, like, dark shadow leaping through the woods, all scary-like. <laughs> and the dark shadow is spying on Commander Glimmer, who's writing in her diary about how much her mom sucks. <laughs> I'm not sure how old Commander Glimmer is supposed to be, to be honest with you. I actually don't... I mean, I think all the main, like, Catra, Dora, Glimmer, Bo are all supposed to be about the same age. And I I think they're just, like, ambiguously teenagers. I don't know if there's ever, like, an exact age. Yeah, but, like... Somewhere in the, like, 
14 to 16-ish year, maybe something like that. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, probably. Glimmer just comes off a little younger in some places, and I'm like... She might be a little younger, but she she very much has a character arc about, like, growing up and maturing. Mm, makes sense. So I'm not sure if she necessarily is younger than them, or just kind of hasn't matured yet, or whatever. Isn't as mature as the others. Fair enough. Not that they're that mature, but... Cut them some slack. They're children. Mm-hmm. So an arrow is shot through Commander Glimmer's window, and on the arrow is a little love note. And <laughs> then Bo comes out of the woods. He was the creepy shadow, but it's not a creepy shower, shadow. It's just Bo. Um, and he's just absolutely yelling at the top of his lungs, and Glimmer's like, I'm, I'm grounded. Shut up. Uh, and he keeps yelling. So she teleports out and grabs him and teleports him back into her room. Yeah, and this is Bo, and he's the best person in the entire world. He's wearing his little crop top, and he's so cute, and he gets upset that he's not a princess. I love Bo so much. And Commander Glimmer is, like, complaining, and Bo is doing, like, Bo is being such a guy in this scene. Like, I love him to death, but he's being such a man because Commander Glover is just complaining for, like, the sake of complaining. Like, she literally just wants him to listen to her. And he's, like, trying to be supportive, but he's doing that thing guys do where he's like, well, you see, your mom kind of has a point, and maybe you should try this. And then he, like, comes up with a completely different solution about finding a tech. He's like, this would solve your problem. And I'm like, dude, just listen to your girlfriend and shut the fuck up. He's so cute about it, but, like, like literally, dude. So true. I love that analysis. Also, it's very funny that you keep calling her Commander Glimmer because I'm pretty sure she never gets called Commander Glimmer like ever again. <laughs> like maybe like technically her title is Commander, but like they just call her Glimmer. <laughs> she deserves her title. Leave her alone. That's true. That's true. <laughs> she probably wants to be called Commander Commander Glimmer. <laughs> I'm supporting her. Her pronoun is Commander. <laughs> yes. So then uh, Glimmer's mom knocks on the door. So Glimmer teleports him out of the room and just, like, this is the best power to have if you're going to sneak your boyfriend in and out of your room. <laughs> like, this is so strong. Like, every teenager would want this. You just, like, pop out. You grab him. As soon as your mom comes to your door, you're like, fuck, you throw him into the woods. You're back. Yeah. Her mom's literally like, is someone in the room with you? And she's like, no. And it's like, you have to know what your daughter's power is. Right? That she could do this so easily. She's like, my boyfriend's not here, I swear to God. He's not here. <laughs> and then we get this little scene where Glimmer and her mom are, like, fighting, but we're just watching Bo, like, lean against the tree and play with his little tracker pad thing. <laughs> and then Glimmer comes up, and she's like, okay, I'm in. Let's go find this weird tech. And then we see Adora trying to sleep, uh, but she's getting a little nightmares of the vision she had. So she sneaks out to go back to the woods and Katra follows her and they have this little thing where Katra's like, I'm not gonna let you go alone. And Adora's like, you have to let me go alone. You can't get in any more trouble. So Katra lets her go. And we see Glimmer and Poe wandering around the woods and Bo is like, hmm, my trackpad isn't working. Glimmer's like, well, maybe it's the big glow over there. <laughs> He's like, hmm, but the trackpad's saying it's this way. And she's like, it's glowing in the forest. <laughs> and anyways, that's what asking men for directions is like. 
bow's getting dragged. I love that boy to death, in fact. But the person writing this episode was like, how do I write the sweetest, loveliest possible man, but still make it really obvious that he is a man? And they are nailing it. He's the token boy in this show. He's so good. I love him so much. (laughs) It's very good. So Dora's also in the woods, and she sees the glow, and she just goes towards the glow because she doesn't have a man with her. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Bo. He's trying his best. He's doing so well, okay? (laughs) Anyways, Glimmer and Adora, like, see each other, and they start fighting because Glimmer's like, oh my god, it's a horde soldier, and Adora's like, oh my god, it's a princess. (laughs) And Glimmer grabs the sword and she throws the sword to Bo and Bo's just like holding the sword like it's a stuffed animal he's hugging. He like catches it in his arms and I'm like, how did you not like slice your arms off? Not a very sharp sword. It's not. It's not sharp. No. Bad sword. And then Adora touches the sword and there's this big galactic glow of light and it looks like she's in like an alternate universe for a second. And this, uh, like, lady who was, well, I don't know if she's a lady. Her pronouns are light and her uh, gender (laughs) is hope. (laughs) Yeah, correct. Light Hope appears again and is like, you have to fight for the honor of Grayskull. And Adora's like, what the fuck is Grayskull? (laughs) And honestly, props to the show for setting up this, like, two-sided war and then going, here's a third thing. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's so confusing. There's going to be more things later. I know. But it's just very funny. It's like, here's a huge two-sided war. And also, here's the thing you're supposed to be fighting for, which is neither of those things. Uh-huh. Perfect. And when Adora wakes back up, Glimmer is, like, interrogating her. And she's like, how? And they call this First One's tech. So... I think Bo said first ones a bit before, too. We don't really learn what that is in this episode, but it comes up next episode. And then Glimmer takes Adora hostage, and they're walking around, and Bo is like, we're we're lost. Like, we're lost. Um, but I'm just going to follow Glimmer, because I didn't last time, and I got yelled at. <laughs> and, and the cutest thing about this scene is he's walking beside Adora, who has her ha- hands bound, and he just kind of, like keeps casually helping her, like, avoid obstacles. He, like, he like takes her elbow and helps her over a branch, and he, like, lifts up a branch so she doesn't hit her head. God, he's so cute. Bo's such a good boy! He's so sweet, and he's so cute, and I would die for him. Mm-hmm. And Adora's like, why are you with her? All princesses are dangerous, and they're a threat to all of Etheria. And Bo's like, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> He doesn't say that exactly. <laughs> no, he's like, do you seriously believe that? He's like, look look at Glimmer. You think she's like a threat to all of Etheria? I love that you're team, team Glimbo. <laughs> They're like obviously together. <laughs> like he throws her a little love note. And then he just like sneaks into her place and then immediately leaves. Yeah, uh, they're so cute. He's such a good... But they're they're not technically a couple at this point. I disagree. (laughs) He's such a good little himbo boyfriend, because, like, (laughs) you'd almost expect him to be the guy who, like, when her mom knocks, is like, oh, hi, how are you? Like, can I stay for dinner? And instead he's like, nope, I'm leaving, bye. 
He's like, I know I'm not supposed to be in my girlfriend's bedroom, and I am not giving away that secret. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Anyway, so they find this, like, broken down little village, and Glimmer is mad at Adora and the Horde, and Adora learns that her army is called the Evil Horde, and she never knew that, which of course she didn't know. Like, of course the Horde doesn't call themselves that. They do call themselves the Horde who live in the Fright Zone, so it's not that far off. But to be fair, the, like, their leader is called Hordak, so... That's fair. Yeah, like, yeah. Horde itself is a negative connotation word, but it seems like it's, like, named after their leader to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. The Fright Zone, I have no explanation for. They're, again, kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then an evil bug comes and attacks them. It's just an evil bug. It's very large. And they're fighting, and Adora finally gets the sword, and the sword hits the bug, and there's a giant flash of bright light, and the bug becomes docile, and Adora turns into She-Ra with her big superhero costume. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very cute. It's a very cute costume. One thing I do really appreciate about this as, like, kind of a superhero cartoon is that Bo is actually wearing the least clothing of everyone we see. Yeah, that was a big thing when this show first came out. There was a lot of, like, probably shitty dudes who were like, the costumes are so shitty compared to the 80s cartoon ones. And when you look at, like, the 80s cartoon ones, they're all wearing, like, bikinis, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the shittiest, like, skimpy awful 80s superhero costume bikinis and then the characters in this cartoon are wearing cute outfits that cover them and there were like people like it's not accurate to the 80s cartoon it's like none of this is the same as the 80s cartoon and why would you want them to wear these truly horrendous bikinis (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm gonna have to like look that up Yeah, there's, like, a bunch of comparisons of, like, what the characters look like in the 80s cartoon in this one. The other thing, too, is that in the 80s cartoon, I think they're all adults. In this one, they're mostly teenagers, Mm -hmm. so it would be even weirder if they went with those (laughs) super sexy costumes. That is fair. Okay, um, that's the end of part one. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about most of the note that I had here, which was about the government structure and how the princesses are the rebellion and how that implies that, you know, they're not that powerful and that kind of it implies that the Horde is the main government, but by the end it seems more like the Horde is an invading army and the princesses were always there, which I believe is what it's supposed to be. I think that is what it's supposed to be. Like, so it is weird that the princesses are called the Rebellion, because, like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. not really what you would usually use that word for. Yeah. They should just be, like, the kingdom or something. I don't know. It'd be one thing if the Horde referred to the princesses as the Rebellion, and Mm -hmm. the princesses didn't refer to themselves as that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that the princesses call themselves the Rebellion is where it gets tripped up for me. Yeah. Because it's, like, I think the idea is that, like, oh, they're, like, a smaller organization and not as powerful as the Horde. But, like, they do have, like, a lot of the world? Even though they maybe have less, like, fighting power than the Horde, it seems, as far as I remember, like, the Horde, like, land-wise takes up a lot, like, has a lot less... Space. I don't know. It is kind of weird calling them <laughs> Rebellion. I agree. <laughs> Like, I kind of get what they were going for, but yeah, it doesn't seem like quite the right word. 
Okay. So, episode two. Yes. Part two of The Sword, I think is what the pilot's called. Yes. So, I'm going to do this one a little faster. So, basically, Adora notices that she had her huge transformation, and she's like, (laughs) being a princess is contagious. How the fuck did you just make me have a tiara? That's insane. She gets really mad. I do love that her thought is that I contagiously became a princess. That's very funny. (laughs) Just so dumb. Part of Adora's character is kind of like, (laughs) which is a silly thing to say, but like female himbo. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel like that's like He-Man's thing too, is like, he's just kind of dumb. Yeah, he's kind of, he's like the OG himbo and she kind of also is. She's very strong and powerful and not that smart. (laughs) She's cute, though. I like her. She's very cute. I love her. Anyways, the bug gets aggressive again and chases them into this, like, little hut. And basically what we learn in the hut is just that, like, this was built by the first ones. The first ones were the original settlers of the world we're in, Etheria. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had all this tech that no longer really works, and however long ago, they just kind of disappeared, and no one knows why. They're just kind of gone. But we learned that She-Ra was kind of, like, their thing, so we kind of know that Adora's has something to do with the first ones. Mm-hmm. Then we learn that Katra is being sent by the Shadow Weaver to go after Adora because the Shadow Weaver's insane, basically. <laughs> that's my logic. So Glimmer and Adora and Bo get to this village that's having, like, a fair, and Bo is so scandalized that Adora has never been to a party. It's this adorable little village of satyrs. It's really cute. And Adora has the most Natasha reaction to seeing a horse ever. <laughs> I felt so validated and seen when Adora was excited about the horse. Adora's just like, oh my god, it's a horse. It's perfect. It's a horse. <laughs> Same, though. And then all of a sudden there's an explosion. The horde is there. The wildest thing about this, and like, don't get me wrong, I know this is a cartoon, <laughs> but we hear an explosion... And then they run into the place where it was exploded. And it's not just destroyed. It's, like, vandalized. And there's no possible way that happened in the amount of time that has passed. The horde is just that quick. (laughs) It looks like it was pillaged. Like, it looks like the attack happened, the pillaging happened, and then they got there. Like... The horde is really fast, and Bo and Adora are actually, like, really slow. They, like, walked really slowly. (laughs) That's the only explanation. Uh, No, you're right. It it doesn't really make sense. And then Glimmer tells Adora that this is Thamor. So, like, this cute little satyr town is Thamor, which is a rebel stronghold. And Adora's like, no, that's wrong. Like, this is wrong. The horde wouldn't do this. And Glimmer's like... The Horde is evil. (laughs) And Dora's like, I can stop this. I can reason with them. This is a mistake. They wouldn't do this. So Dora runs straight up to a tank and gets it to stop. And Catra's in that tank. And Catra's so excited to see her. She's like, we're here to get you back. And Dora's like, we have to stop this. And Catra's like, they kidnapped a Horde soldier. 
And this is genuinely my favorite version of this conversation that has ever happened because I feel like Adora and Kadra have a very like YA novel conversation here (laughs) where one of them has like been to the outside world, seen that like things aren't as they grew up and wants to change the other's mind and the other is like... No, like, I'm still loyal to our old blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. instead of that, Adora goes, the Horde's been manipulating us. Like, everything they've told us is wrong. And Catcher goes, yeah. Are you new here? Catcher's like, have you met the Shadow Weaver? Like, manipulation is their whole thing. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> I love that. That makes me, like, I feel like that makes Catra such a good character because it makes like she's smart enough to like yeah not be an idiot <laughs> and like her motivation I, I i love that scene i love that scene too because i feel like it's such a like unique way to play it to be mm-hmm. like katra knows the horde is well not necessarily wrong but like katra knows that the horde isn't the good guys katra knows she's not getting the whole truth but like mm-hmm. that's not what matters to her it's a very short scene but it's like instantly you know way more about katra as a character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which i really like and katra's even like yeah the horde sucks but like we look out for each other that's what's important and adora's like we can't go back to the horde and katra's like yeah, we can. Like, eventually we'll be running it. Mm-hmm. And anyways, they break up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good, like, you get so clearly from that that, like, Catra's motivation is Adora. Yeah. Like, that's what she cares about. And, like, that carries through the whole show. That's that's what she cares about. It's so cute. And then we get another scene of Glimmer and Bo just being the cutest little couple. Because they're hiding, and Glimmer's like, I can't do this. And Bo's like, you're not allowed to say this. That, you can do anything. Like, that's your whole thing. God, he's so cute. I love him. He's so cute. And anyways, they go, and they give Adora the sword, and Adora fights the horde with the sword, and all the things break, and everyone's fancy and hangs out with her and her whole new thing. And Adora's like, oh no, I just fought my family and gave up my <laughs> whole family. And Glimmer and Bo are like, no, now you're our family. And also, we're stealing this horse. And that's the end <laughs> yes. of that episode. <laughs> yes, and Catcher walks away sadly after seeing Adora yeah. fight everyone. And she walks away into the smoke. She's like, Adora chose the other side, mm-hmm. and I'm going back to the evil shadow monster that hates me. Mm-hmm. So many of my notes in the second part of the episode are just about how much I love Bo. <laughs> I'm so glad. I love that. I also think it's important because this is an audio medium to say that Bo is literally spelled B O W. His name isn't Bo, like mm-hmm. the name Bo. <laughs> his name is Bo because he has a bow and arrow. Yeah. So his name is Bo. <laughs> what a sweet. And I think it's also like a bit of a play on words with like. Because most of everyone's names are, like, really cutesy princessy things, mm-hmm. like Glimmer. And so his name was, like, Bo, because the bow and arrow. But I think also because, like, bows and, like, lace and, and ribbons, right? So it's, like, another cutesy name. Yeah. He's perfect. All men should be Bo. It's true. Also, if you look up Bo in the 80s cartoon, he has, like, a horrible mustache. <laughs> oh, no! Why would they do that to my son? <laughs> he looks much cuter in this show. He has a little heart cropped up that he wears. Yeah. 
I think he has the heart crop top in the 80s, too, though. I think that's a thing. That's good. The other thing about Bo is he always wears a crop top. He never has a single outfit of this show that's not a crop top. Good for him. Show off that stomach. Yeah. I think at one point he has, like, a space suit, but it's got a little cutout. Ah! That's so cute. He deserves it. He does. He's so cute. All right. So what did you think? It was good. I liked it. It Yay. was it was interesting. I I felt like the things I did have problems with it like solved or like softened pretty fast. Like feel like it got away from some of the like childishness of what it was calling the princesses <laughs> a bit there. I also noted at one point, I was like, this animation style is, like, very flat for, like, a newer cartoon, which I didn't mind. Like, I thought it was good, a good animation style, but it just surprised me that it wasn't, like, that, like, 3D thing they usually do now. You know what I mean? I think I know what you mean. Like, the How to Train Your Dragon thing is very, like, round. Yeah, that one is, like... 3D animation. This is definitely 2D animation Mm -hmm. and definitely, like, meant to be not exactly comic book-y, but, like... Like, I feel like they're paying homage to the fact that it is an older cartoon in the Mm -hmm. animation style and not... Mm -hmm. um, But it's nice. It's cute. I like it. Yeah, I like the style. Um, Would you keep watching it, do you think? I think I would watch more of it. I'm just afraid that I, like, I don't think it's something I would reach for if I was like, this Mm -hmm. is something I'm going to watch now. But, like, I do think I'd be interested in seeing, like, where it goes and what's happening and just hanging out with my boy more. (laughs) Because I love him. I love him, too. In that case, I won't spoil, because there is, like, there is a pretty involved plot Mm -hmm. with lots of plot twists. So it won't spoil too much. But um, I do want to hear what you think is going to happen next. I think there are aliens. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, if Glimmer and Bo aren't together, then I think they get together, even though they're definitely together. Like, this is the most together <laughs> episode ever. Like, they ju- they just are. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Adora and Katra are a thing, romantically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're in love. I think one of them dies or almost dies, or I feel like something dramatic happens in the finale that's like a dying thing. I don't know why. I'm trying to remember what even happens in the finale. I mean, there are definitely several times where people almost die. <laughs> this is one of those shows where my bulk of knowledge of it comes from like seeing gifts on Tumblr and trying mm-hmm. to parse them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because this, this show started in 2018 and it aired for a couple of years, so I feel like mm-hmm. you probably saw a lot of it off Tumblr. It was it's like big. peak Tumblr era. Mm-hmm. And I think there are aliens, and I think <laughs> the aliens come down. I think Skull is a giant skull somewhere that talks <laughs> to them. No, I actually don't think that, but that'd be really funny. That would be very cool if it was. Grayskull is probably, like, the head alien or something, or, like, something that the first ones worshipped, and I assume they tell you why the first ones disappeared eventually, or that, like, they didn't disappear and that the Horde wiped them out by being evil or something (laughs) to that extent. Although, I would also say that if the first ones sent back their little baby to the universe to give... 
and gave the baby to the horde to raise that maybe the first one's like the horde. <laughs> Which would actually be hilarious. That'd be such a weird plot twist if it was like, Adora went through this thing where she magically becomes like a... I don't even think she becomes a princess, but she has a little t- tiara, so she thinks she becomes a princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she thinks she becomes a princess, and actually it turns out that the first ones also hate princesses. <laughs> and yet her, like, initial reaction to getting that power was to be like, maybe the princesses are okay. <laughs> that would be really funny. I don't think this show does good. this, but I I wish they did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I want to tell you what happens, but I also don't know. I don't know how much you want of spoilers. Tell me things. Go for it. Do you want to know, like, what Grayskull is and what the deal is with the first ones and the Horde and stuff? Sure. Go for it. Okay. So, the the story, like, the first little bit goes on and it's like, you know, the Horde versus the princesses and Adora's learning about her powers and we meet lots of other princesses. But they eventually learn more towards the end that there's this thing called, like, the Heart of Etheria, I think it's called, and it's, like, all the princesses need to be, like, in balance and then they can, like, unlock this power and they can use it to, like, fight the Horde and it's all magic and great. And then they end up finding out that what it is is that there were an there was the horde was like an alien army and the first ones were like an alien army and the first ones found etheria this planet that had all these magical people and magic stuff on it and they were like we're going to use the magic on this planet to make a weapon to kill the <laughs> horde and they created this weapon called the heart of etheria that when released would basically like be a giant magic laser and kill the horde and the, they had this person named Mara who was going to, like, use this magic sword to release this power and whatever. And she was the first Shira. But she didn't quite know that how this was all going to go down. And then she went to Etheria, realized that there's, like, people here and animals and magic. And that the planet's going to get destroyed to be a weapon. So she was like, nuh-uh. And she made it not explode. And she, or, like, she canceled the heart weapon thing. And she made the planet like get like sucked into an alternate universe where it's like the only planet there's no one else around so Etheria is now like cut off from the world and then uh, I can't remember exactly how it all goes down but and so Hordak is actually a clone of the original Hordak who was like <laughs> stuck on this planet and he wanted to cre- he's like I'm gonna be the real Hordak on this planet now since we're cut off from the rest of the world mm-hmm. where all the other first ones and, and Horde are and then but they end up managing to get back to the other part of the world or the Horde comes to them because then we meet Horde Prime and stuff. And then all the princesses are like, we're going to use the heart of Etheria to, to defeat the Horde and whatever. And then they have to be like, no, 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 it's going to blow up the world. Um, and it's the whole thing. And then they have to like work with Horde, Horde Act to like defeat Horde Prime and whatever. And also they never meet any other first ones because they don't quite know what happened, but it's pretty much implied that because they didn't use this weapon, the first ones got wiped out by the Horde, but Etheria was saved. So it's kind of this like thing of like, was Mara right to not use the weapon? Her people got wiped out, but this weapon that they were going to essentially destroy a planet for didn't get wiped out. So... And then there's, like, some other stuff. Grayskull is the name of, like, Mara's, like, rebel unit. Or not rebel unit, mm-hmm. but, like, unit that she was part of. I think that we're trying to stop the planet from getting destroyed. That's what Grayskull is. Uh, but that's, like, the general thing that ends up happening. I feel like you just, like, <laughs> described a, like, Star Trek episode to me. <laughs> yeah. It's wild 
wild too because the first couple seasons like it's very much like the horde versus the princesses and like the horde has some technology like they have like robots and stuff mm-hmm. but it's more like fantasy right yeah and then like at a certain point it's like oh there's like aliens and cloning and these like original people coming to this planet to turn into a weapon and then it gets like very sci-fi that's very funny but i do love that like the idea that, like, we think the first ones at first are like, they're so great. They're like the original. And then it's like, no, they did want to use this whole planet as a weapon. Yeah. And the whole concept of Shira and, like, this heart of the planet, that's all a weapon, actually. <laughs> it's not that great. It's not like a cool thing. It's, uh, it's bad. It's like nuclear warfare. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, interpersonal-wise, the whole thing is, like, Catra wants to get Adora back, and then, at a certain point, she's like, okay, Adora's the enemy now, and my whole goal is to destroy Adora, but, like, she definitely still cares about Adora, and then they've got a whole... It's a, it's a very cool relationship, because it's, like, it's, like, enemies to lovers, but it's also childhood friends to lovers, so it's, like, childhood friends to enemies to lovers, <laughs> which is an interesting arc. The peak arc. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. <laughs> And the whole time, like, Catra's whole motivation is she feels so betrayed that she and Adora were, like, each other's person, and Adora chose all of this instead of her, and she's sad. Aw. But then they end up together. (laughs) Good for them. I'm glad they get over it. Yeah. It's very dramatic. I, I do, I can't, it's been a while, like, I only watched this as it was coming out, I haven't watched it since, so I don't remember everything. But, like, some dramatic stuff happens in the finale. I do think they almost die. Also, at one point, I think Captra is being, like, mind-controlled. That sounds... And then they they save her from that. Also, Glimmer gets taken at some point. (gasps) Glimmer has a really interesting character arc about, like, responsibility. And, like, her mom dies at a certain point. And then she has to become, like, the queen. And then she has all this responsibility. And then she... I believe, if I remember correctly, like... She wants to use this, like, heart of Ethereal weapon. And Adora and Bo and stuff are like, you can't. Like, it's gonna destroy the world. And she's like you don't know that for sure, and, like, it's the only thing we have, and, like, they kind of end up being, like, at odds and not agreeing with, like, how they should handle things. That's <laughs> and fair. And it's uh, dramatic. And they go to space. They All kinds of stuff happens. They go to space. <laughs> Marry a cute mm-hmm. boy in his cute crop top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all I care about. <laughs> He's great. He, he, we need his dad's. <gasps> Yes, dad. That's precious. Little, little scientists, like researchers who are what? studying the first ones. And they wanted Bo to be like a little librarian too. And he's like, no, I want to be a fighter. I'm going to run away from home and join the rebellion. <laughs> he's their little jock son. Yeah. And I think he has like five brothers or something. We never see them, but he like talks about them who are all like followed in their dad's footsteps. <laughs> he's a little jock in a little science family. Yeah. Oh, love that for him. He's so cute. I love him. They, like, go home, and there's, like, the whole, like, Glimmer gets to meet his dads, and he's like, oh, and he's like, we can't tell them that I'm, like, part of the rebellion. They think I, like, went to university or something. I don't know where. <laughs> where they think he went? I think they think he went to school, but I don't, we never see a school in this world, but I guess there must be schools. Princess University. Yeah. And yes, Glimmer and Bo are not a couple at the beginning, but they have a whole kind of, like, Catra and Adora's relationship is one thing, and Bo and Glimmer's relationship is one thing. And then a lot of people also shipped Adora and Glimmer, and there was kind of, like, maybe something there, but it does end up, Catra and Adora end up together, Glimmer and Bo end up together. Bo also thinks this one um, sailor pirate guy is really hot. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of generally what happens. Do you want to guess who my favorite character is? Is it my precious boy who I would die for? <laughs> 
I like Mo very much, but he's I would I think he's my favorite favorite. I'm gonna assume your favorite is probably Katra. No, I do like Catra a lot. Oh, I think she is one of the like most interesting characters in the show, like in terms of how yeah. she's written and her character arc. But no, hmm. it's not Catra. Is there a character who's part deer? Well, there was all those satyrs in the episode. <laughs> one but of the there's like random satyrs we saw. <laughs> Just like that random satyr who's in one scene. I do love their vibe. But no, it is a major main character that we did meet. The, the main character is the other main character we met. <laughs> it's one of the main I'm characters. like, there's only four people and I've yeah. already guessed two of them. So do you think it's a door or a glimmer? I'll feel um, like a bad friend if I can't guess it. That's okay. I don't know if you would be able to guess it from this episode. And honestly, I don't think it's necessarily what this character did in this episode. Like, it's this character's arc later on that I think made them my favorite. I'm going to go with Glimmer. Yes. Yeah. I think Glimmer Glimmer was actually one that I didn't expect her to be my favorite character. When I started mm-hmm. watching the show, I was just kind of neutral on her. Like, the first few episodes or even the first few season. But I love her character arc. And I, I just, she became my favorite, even though I really didn't expect her to. She's very angry. She's a very angry person, but she deserves to be angry. She goes through a lot. She can be angry. She has a yeah. sweet little boyfriend to, ha- to yeah. be not angry. Yeah. On that note, do you want to guess my favorite ship? Is it Glimmer and Bo? It's Glimmer and Bo. <laughs> Glimmer and Bo have such strong, like, not even married couple energy, but, like, those, like, that couple you knew in high school that's been together for, like, three years, and in high school that's forever. But, mm-hmm. like, they have that energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so true. They do really, like, because they've been each other's, like, best friend and forever, and, like, it takes them a while to actually become a couple. Yeah. But, like, I just, I love their dynamic. I love the two of them. They're probably my two favorite characters of the show, and I love their dynamic. And... There's, like, towards the end, they're, like, fighting because, like, because Glimmer's kind of has different ideas about what they should do. But then they're, like, working together, but definitely, like, not getting along. But they're, like, they're really sad that they're not getting along. That's <laughs> it breaks my heart. I love them so much. And then at the very end, there's, like, a dream sequence that I think uh, I think Adora has. That's, like, implied to probably be the future, but, like, we don't know for sure. But, like, Glimmer and Bo are, like, married, and they have, like, little matching earrings. Oh. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> I do also love Catra and Adora. I think their relationship is really good and is, like, the heart of the show. Like, the show wouldn't work, mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense without, like, Catra and Adora's relationship. And I do love them as well, but Bo and Glimmer are my little babies. Yeah. <laughs> they deserve it. They're so cute. Even in this, like, two episodes, they're so cute. They are so cute. I love them. I love this just little, like, I also, one of my favorite little details mm-hmm. in the first episode when Bo is, like, in um, Glimmer's room yeah. and, and she's, like, complaining, he's, like, picking up her laundry and putting it away. <laughs> he's so precious. Which is, like, so domestic and adorable. <laughs> he's just like, oh, we've got clothes on the floor. I'll put them away for you, like, while they're, like, talking. About other stuff. Oh, what a sweet dumb boy. They're so cute. They're so, so cute. Do you want to guess the canon gaze? There's one that you can guess from this episode, but I will tell you there's a lot. Aren't there two I know from this episode? Well, oh, yes. I, guess, I, was, gonna, I was thinking one relationship, which is. Okay. Know? But lots in general. Everyone's gay. I've decided everyone's gay. 
Honestly, pretty much. <laughs> Beautiful. Like, obviously, Catherine Adora is the obvious yeah. one. There are a couple. The thing about it, too, was the creator, who is now goes by Nate Stevenson, I believe. Um, he, he, when he, like, first pitched the show, he wanted Catherine Adora to be a couple. And the producers were like, no, they were not going to have, they can't. No. Can't have a gay romance. And he was like, okay, sure, I won't. But just, like, wrote the story anyways about them being, like, really, really important to each other. And then by the time it got to the last season, it was so successful that he could basically do whatever he wanted. And they were a couple, and their whole romance was very integral to the story. But it's, like, because it was intended from that from the beginning, even though, like, they were told they couldn't do that, it's, like, that's the whole story. Like, the story is Catcher and Adore's relationship. (laughs) Just do it anyways. Who cares? Just do it anyway. Literally. But yeah, there's like, Bo has two dads. There's another character, Scorpia, who has two moms. There's a character named Double Trouble who's non-binary and is also like a shapeshifter. And they're cool. Good for them. There's like these other princesses who are married, Natasa and Spinarella. There's tons of characters who like are implied to be like bi or said to be like have had different relationships. There's also um, the, the three... So, like, their little team, there's, like, Catra, Adora, and then the other three kids who were, like, part of their cadets. Mm-hmm. They, like, show up throughout the series. They're never, like, main characters, but they're, like, kind of, they work with Catra to, like, try to find Adora and whatever, and they just, like, kind of show up a bunch. Those three at the end are, like, a throuple. <laughs> Good for just, them. Just, like, in the background. Good for them. Kyle deserves that. Which is, yeah, it's Kyle, Lonnie, and Rahelio, I think, is the lizard guy. They're great. They're just like background characters, but they're a little in trouble. It's very good. Yeah. 99% of the characters in this show are gay. (laughs) Perfect. That's what we want in life. It's great. But yeah, it's fun. It's I I forgot how much I love this show, and then I like rewatched these two episodes and I did some research because I was trying to remember some stuff about the plot with the first ones and stuff. And I was like, damn, show's great. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a weird little baby. You didn't see Hordak's baby. Hordak has a weird flying baby. I hate that. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> I don't think the baby is ever explained, but he has this little flying baby. That's terrifying. <laughs> it's the scariest thing about the Horde. I'll show you a picture of Hordak's baby later. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Good for Hordak. Yeah, he's a dad. He's a dad. I think it's like, because like Hordak is a clone. And I think it's implied that maybe he was trying to create clones and that's what the baby is. But I'm 99% sure they never explain the baby. He just has it. Maybe he wanted a baby. He just wanted to have a kid that flies and, like, spies on people for him. That's what I would want a kid for. (laughs) (laughs) That's the main reason to have a baby. I think so. Well, that's, um, that's She-Ra. She-Ra. Do you want to tell me what we're watching next? Okay. So I have two sitcoms for you. Okay. One of them is from the same uh, creator and actress as Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is. Okay. I think I mentioned to you once that I thought it, it like, has not necessarily a similar vibe, but, like, it's the same creator. Um, and I think you would like it more than Crazy oh, okay. Ex-Girlfriend. And I, I liked Crazy Ex-Girlfriend yeah. quite a bit, so... And then your other sitcom option is very, very dumb, <laughs> but, like, okay. in the same vein that Mary Happy Whatever is dumb. Okay, those actually both sound so promising. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want both, but I'm intrigued by the, the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend one. Okay. I want to know what that one is. I think I want to watch that one. Then we are watching Reboot. Oh, I've never heard of this. Um, it's... 
it aired on Hulu. Okay. I'm pretty sure it got canceled after its first season, which sucks because it's really, really Mm -hmm. good. But it's a little sitcom about rebooting a sitcom. (laughs) I love that concept. It's very good. I'm I'm excited. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you're excited. (laughs) So that's what we will be doing in... You know, whenever. Two weeks-ish. Two weeks-ish. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening to our She-Ra episode. Mm-hmm. If you love Bo, then you should email us at episode50s <laughs> at gmail.com. And yeah. you should follow us on Instagram and Twitter at epiphaniespod. And you should send us pictures of Bo mm-hmm. and his little crop top. Send, send Jesse a picture of him in his little crop top spacesuit. Yeah, do that. We would love it if you gave us a review on iTunes. And if you do that for us, then we will tell you what your pronoun and gender are based on your <laughs> iTunes name. <laughs> Which can either go really well or really bad, depending on what your Apple ID name is. So honestly, that one's on you. <laughs> I... Now we absolutely can't cut the, like, two minutes we spent at the beginning of the episode talking about our pronouns and gender theories. I can cut... Otherwise that will make no sense. I can cut, like, half of it. <laughs> what if we cut that and then people were like, what? You're just guessing my gender <laughs> based on my name? Yeah, you know, that thing that um, terrible people do. You wouldn't do that, listener. Because <laughs> you are smarter than both of us combined. It's true. Bye. Bye. like Bo, whose name is only one syllable. Well, he's actually just a bow. Like, he physically is a bow that you shoot arrows mm. from. <laughs> yeah, he's not a person. <laughs> he doesn't have a gender or a pronoun. He's an inanimate object. <laughs> Poor Bo. <laughs> Poor Bo.